This episode is brought to you by First Year Married. Check out First Year Married and get a $25 discount on your membership and a chance to get one-on-one coaching with certified marriage coach Kayla Levin at firstyearmarried.com forward slash JLP. That's firstyearmarried.com forward slash JLP. Jewish Latin Princess episode 95, Ask Yael. You're listening to Jewish Latin Princess podcast by Yael. Every week, get your dose of inspiration from the world's most uniquely talented Jewish women and from Yael herself. Seeking profound and practical ways to live a joyful, richer Jewish life? Welcome to Jewish Latin Princess Podcast. And now, Jewish lifestyle expert and bilingual blogger at JewishLatinPrincess.com, your host, Yael. Welcome, everybody. We're back from Passover. Happy Passover. I'm Yael Trush, your host. You're listening to Jewish Latin Princess. How's your Passover so far? I hope it's going well. I'm doing something different today that I wanted to do for a while. It's called Ask Yael. I get a lot of questions via email, text, private messages on Instagram, and most often I just answer them there on the go. But I think I want to start answering them here on the show as well. I wanted to do it for a long time, but it just takes a little bit more time and production. And I said, you know what? There's too many good questions coming in. I want to tackle them. So by the way, if any of you would like to co-host with me on an episode of Ask Yael, we can arrange that. I'm happy to take co-hosts for these. It could be listeners. It could be guests of the show, but more importantly, I'm happy to take questions from listeners and share my thoughts with you. So keep sending in your questions. You know where to find me. Email me at yael at jewishlatinprincess.com or find me on Instagram at yael trush. I've actually changed my Instagram handle. It used to be jewishlatinprincess. I changed it to yael trush. So you can find me there. And Again, if you would like to share the mic with me and chime in on some of listeners' questions, that would be so fun. Let me know too, and we'll make that happen. Okay, so we have two questions today. They're kind of related, and the first one is a question that came via Instagram very recently, just last week, and this listener says, could you talk about your experience becoming more religious as a young professional and how your decisions touched your professional life, friendships, and your relationship with your family? She says she's a young professional in the journey of becoming a halakhic Jew. And she says, I see you like such a big mentor in this spiritual quest. Well, first of all, thank you for the kind words, Tiffany. I think this is an excellent question. And yes, you're right. I did embark in this journey when I was a young professional. I was single. I was in my early 20s. And I think it's amazing that you've made the decision to embark on this journey yourself. It's bold and it's brave and it might be counterculture in some ways. But at the end of the day, as you probably know by now, You're taking the steps to live a much more fulfilled life because you're getting in touch with the essence of who you really are. Now, having said that, I am not oblivious to the fact that taking on a committed life of Torah observance comes with numerous challenges. And in some ways, these can be really hard when you're young and you're single. You're a professional immersed in the world with relationships that are very important at this stage of your life and because you're doing this alone, basically. And I've been there, like I said, that's exactly the face of my life where I embarked on this quest. So the first thing to remember is that God has your back, okay? That's just the way it is. The Torah is life, and living a life of Torah can only bring good, 
But of course, you have to manage your relationships and your life in a way that is according to Torah. So on the one hand, you have to be true to halacha, to Jewish law, and what the Torah dictates. And on the other hand, you have to be mindful of other people's feelings and sensitive to their feelings and their reality, which is also part of Torah, right? Very broadly meaning that just because you're turning your life around doesn't mean that everybody else has to jump in with you. And so to answer your question about relationships, my experience is, I think, twofold. On the one hand, embarking on this journey strengthened many relationships that I already had just just by virtue of me, I guess, refining myself and becoming a better person and working on my character traits, honestly. Namely, I can think of my relationship with my parents specifically, but I think it applies to everything, to your friendships and to us as employees, etc. Anytime you're working on yourself, on your spiritual growth, that is going to trickle into improvements in your other relationships, okay? Anytime you're working on your relationship with God, that should affect every area of your life. Um, And the interesting flip side of all this is that also as a young adult, this experience kind of weeded out some relationships. And what do I mean by that? I found that the friendships that were real friendships with depth and with meaning, these people stayed with me side by side, regardless of my quote unquote craziness. (laughs) And to this day, we are like sisters, even if we live significantly different lives. But the relationships that were more superficial, those got kind of weeded out. Those people didn't really stick around. And that's okay, because that's the type of relationship we shared, obviously. So if the relationship was just about the party or the clubs or clubbing, well, once I wasn't available or willing to participate in that, there kind of went the relationship. But that's okay. So just to summarize that part, like some relationships deepened and grew, and some just kind of disappeared and fizzled out. But the third, another thing that I saw and was a wonderful surprise, almost unexpected to me, is that by virtue of me taking on this new way of life and now participating in a community and be more involved in community life and engaging with other families and new people, I was really able to open my world to incredibly incredible, amazing people and new relationships that I hadn't had access to before. And that was a really beautiful part of this process, which as a young person made me feel less alone. So I definitely gained a whole new set of very meaningful friendships and relationships that made this journey less lonely and very, very gratifying. And that might require that you need to put yourself out there a little bit and you need to reach out to people, etc. But that's okay. It's important and it's good. And I think that was a side benefit of this that I kind of didn't expect it. Like at the beginning, maybe it felt like, you know, I'm leaving friends behind. And yes, it's true. You know, the few friendships who are very good friendships are sticking with me and it's all great. But also I expanded my my world and my relationships um, in a very beautiful, wonderful way. Now, when it comes to family, again, I saw tremendous improvement. But that's not to say that there weren't conflicts and things that just irritated my family or irritated me. But the trick here is to always be respectful and not to impose your lifestyle on them. So it requires a great deal of sensitivity. Now, professionally, it's 
it's going to be perhaps a bit more particular you to each case because each work environment is a little bit different and you have colleagues, you have your employer, you have your supervisor. Sometimes you have in your team, this happened to me in numeros, both in graduate school as well as in the work environment. You have people on your team who are Jewish, who don't necessarily appreciate your change, whereas you have non-Jews who are more accepting. And that's an interesting dynamic in and of itself. But if I have to say one thing um, about um, work is that you can't be wishy-washy. I mean, about your professional life, meaning that you can't say one week you can't stay late on Friday because Shabbat is coming or you can't meet on a Saturday with your team, um, you know, to finish that big project or whatever it might be. And then the next week you yield to the pressure, like you move, you go back, right? On what you've stated. I think you kind of have to draw the line and keep that line or strengthen it. But going back and forth just will end up working against you. Um, Because one day you're going to decide that it's not just Shabbat, but that you need to take off Thursday and Friday because it's a Jewish holiday. And that is a step further. It requires more explanation and more communication. Um, It requires you to have those conversations with your supervisor and perhaps with your colleagues and be willing to put in the work at other times. But you need to draw the line very clearly. And honestly, after you've drawn the line, it really doesn't become that hard. I think the more challenging part is knowing how to have those conversations and set those boundaries because you're starting to set them even for yourself, right? So that's hard. But once you do it, you're going to be great. Again, it goes back to knowing what your standards and values are and stating them clearly and all the while being super respectful, having good communication and getting the job done. And in terms of relationships in general, the same thing, respect, 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 communication and being true to yourself. And at the end of the day, People really respect that. People respect a person who has clear values and stands by them. So I think you'll be really happily surprised that you're going to gain a lot in terms of enhanced relationships and even a broader scope of relationships. And one last thing um, that I should add is that this process doesn't really happen overnight. It's a process. I personally started with Shabbat and I didn't take on Jewish holidays till later on. And I was still wearing pants during the week for a very long time until one day I didn't. Or I might eat out in a non-kosher restaurant, just like the salad or something, or maybe the fish. And then one day I just didn't. Um, So I would say, let it be, let it be like an organic process. It should feel like you're growing and you're loving it and not like it's stifling in any way, despite the fact that there might be challenges along the way. We're not going to discount that, but it shouldn't feel oppressive. It should feel, you should be loving the process, should be excited. You should feel the growth. You should feel the improvement in your life. And lastly, put your trust in God. He has your back. Are you about to get married or in the beginning stages of your marriage? Do you wish you could recreate that first year of your marriage, have a do-over? 
Well, listen up, ladies. I want to tell you about First Year Married, a six-week online course with certified marriage coach Kayla Levin. In it, you'll learn to master your mindset, create a marriage incubator, overcome your past, a powerful approach to intimacy, deal with the differences between you and your husband with a whole lot of humor, and avoid lingering resentment, all in six weeks with worksheets and prompts to implement those tools weekly and see results right away. Plus, you'll get support from Kayla and the private First Year Married Facebook community throughout the course. And if this wasn't enough, you will get lifetime access as well as a money-back guarantee. Invest in the most important relationship in your life, your marriage. Go to firstyearmarried.com forward slash JLP to get $25 off the purchase price. And if you're one of the first 10 women to enroll, receive a one-on-one coaching session with Kayla. Go to firstyearmarried.com forward slash JLP. question comes from Meira and I have to say it's sort of related. I got it via email and she asks the following. She says, I have a frum, she has a religious friend, a frum friend who unfortunately is kind of feeling stifled by the orth- orthodox world. She's basically unsure she wants to be orthodox anymore because she wants to be more involved with a secular world. She has plans to be a lawyer. She wants to do all these unconventionally orthodox things. I'm quoting. But most of all, her problem is that she feels terribly alone. She feels no one understands her. And if she does follow her heart, she'll be shunned by friends and family and will be alone. She doesn't understand why orthodox Jews have to remain in their quote unquote bubble if Judaism is really the truth. Her issue is kind of like, why do we have to hide and stay secluded if this is really solid truth? Are we afraid of the secular world? Wow. First of all, thank you for bringing that question. It's a heavy question. And thank you for looking out for your friend and caring for her. I'm, I'm sorry that your friend is going through a bit of spiritual crisis. Um, it's really not. It's they're they're genuine and valid questions. Um, I don't know to which particular group of orthodoxy she belongs to, but it could be, or it seems like maybe it's a more insular group. Um, but you also mentioned on your email that I've had many guests who live in both worlds and that's why you thought of coming to me. And you're right about that. And I recommend that perhaps you refer your friend to those episodes to name a few. There's, oh my gosh, there's so many. There's Leah Gottfried, there's Robin Garbose, there's Pearl Wolf, Jamie Geller, so many. Oh, Alison Joseph's episode would also be relevant here since she works a lot with youth who are coming from more um, insular environments and don't necessarily want to leave their Judaism, but they want to see how they can be in the world and still be observant. So that might be actually a very relevant episode to listen to. Paula Isalt's episode also comes to mind, um, as well as Bracha Getz. Chagit Levayev is also a wonderful example of somebody who's in the world and living a Torah true life. So I think I would start with that, with um, just encouraging your friend to listen to those conversations. There's a lot of beauty in them and a lot of strength and chisuk that she could find there. Now, my own point of view is that, no, we don't, 
we don't need to be in a bubble. Um, we are, we should be in the world as role models and as agents of change in the world. But that does require that we are strong and proud of who we are and committed to the eternal values and wisdom of the Torah so that we can be the best version of ourselves in that wide open world. So yes, it requires some sort of bubble, perhaps in the early, more formative years, but definitely with an eye and understanding our role in the world. And just because we're not, just because we are in the world doesn't mean that we have to participate and engage in everything that it has to offer, right? Again, there are boundaries and those are boundaries that are set by Torah. And as long as we live within those boundaries, we're going to actually be free to live a very productive and impactful life. If your friend is young, which it seems from the question that she is, yes, it's natural that she should be, she should feel alone and scared. And obviously family opinion matters a lot and friendships matter a lot, just like um, just like Tiffany's first question, right? But I guarantee you that there are many, many examples of people who live a Torah true way of life and are in the world changing it and being God's agents in it. So I'd start off with giving her some reinforcement by going through some of those podcast interviews on the show if you haven't yet. And good luck to her. And I hope I hope this was helpful. And Meira, who asked the question, this also reminds me of a story which is very apropos to the theme of freedom just like Passover, the holiday we're in. And the story is about two friends, a non-Jew and a Jew. They were very close friends. And one day the non-Jew tells the Jew, listen, all these years I've been wondering something and I, I just have to ask you, can I ask you a question? So the Jewish friend says, sure, what's, what's on your mind? And the non-Jewish friend says, you have all these laws, these things that you can do and cannot do. You have to pray by a certain time and you have to put on tefillin and you have to eat certain things and you can't eat other things and you have to stop working by a certain time. Don't you feel like you're not free, like you're being held back? So the Jewish friend says, hmm, that's an interesting question. I'm going to answer you. But first, as I think about it, could we go to the roof of your home? So the friend's like, what? Yeah, sure. Sure we can. So they go and they're walking on the roof of the friend's home. And a few steps before the edge of the roof, the guy stops. So the Jewish friend says to him, why don't you take another step forward? And he says, are you crazy? I would fall. So the friend says, oh, you're right. You know what? Let's go to the roof of my house. And now the other friend's thinking, like, what is up with him, you know? But they're very close friends. Off they go. And in his roof, there was a fence. We have a mitzvah that if we have a flat roof, we must put a fence on it. That's, that's Jewish law. So they're walking around and they get to the edge of the, the fence. And the Jewish friend leans over the fence and says to the other guy, look, look how I can lean over. And then he turns to his friend and says, the Torah is my fence. Those laws that you mentioned, the do's and the don't do's, they don't hold me back. In fact, they give me the freedom to go even further than I could otherwise. 
And that's a great story for you. I hope you can share that with your friend. And that's a wrap, ladies. Two very interesting questions. I hope you enjoyed it. Thank you, Tiffany. And thank you, Meira, for your questions. Keep me posted. And everyone else, send those questions in. And I will try to tackle them here on another Ask Yael episode. And if you'd like to share the mic with me, also let me know. I hope you have a great week, everybody. Make it a wonderful day. Happy Passover. Thanks for listening to Jewish Latin Princess Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe on iTunes, leave a rating, and share the podcast with the Jewish women you love. To access today's show notes, ask Yael a question, or suggest a uniquely talented Jewish woman to be featured on the show, visit jewishlatinprincess.com.